0: Day that God has given me, we are made for signs and wonders. We are living in the last days, and there are only two kinds of people the quick and the dead, the blessed and the cursed, the lifted and those that are downtrodden. And of every stage of advantage in life, Jesus is your hope. A retreating army is a defeated army. No soldier of Jesus, even when you are wounded, it's a defeating strength to your enemy when they know that in your wounds you can make progress. I hope somebody is hearing what I'm saying. One of my children, the Lord, a pastor's wife, had been asking me for the last three. He said, what did you mean when you said on Friday my pain for someone's gain? She said, what do you mean? How can somebody give me pain for, his, for her gain? I said, yes. If somebody does me something to hurt me, and he's happy, and I'm sad, he has gained. I hope you understand what I'm saying. If somebody wants me to cry, they, he wounds me, says something terrible to me, then I start to cry, and he's happy. I've made him gain. But you know the good thing? is a seed. It shall come back in double measure. And the good news, above all the good news, is that Jesus said, nothing shall by enemies hurt you. So many times people throw arrows to your chest, but God help you not to get wounded. You know why? He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace we are laid on him and by his stripes we are healed. Somebody shout hallelujah. There is something good coming in September. Something more than what you expected is coming your way in September. Something that ear that hear it will rejoice with you. It's what God is going to do for you in September. God told me in September He would do marvels. I don't know why. God is going to marvel you with the thing he will do for you in the month of September. In the month of September, say with me, my God will do marvels. Just write it like that. My God will do marvels for you. What next? Ask your neighbor, what next? I didn't hear you. That's chapter 13. Seven things to experience as you go out of Egypt. Seven things that will help you know the new you from your former you. As I said on Friday, Egypt represents poverty. Egypt represents suffering. Egypt represents a land of not enough. And Canaan is a land that is flowing with milk and honey. And a land that is more than enough. That's where God is taking you to in September. And I'm glad the covenant will be for you. In Genesis, Exodus chapter 13, we are starting reading from verse 3. Moses said unto the people, Remember this day. In English, what does this day mean? Please talk back to me. What does this day mean? You are both correct. Those who say now means this very hour. Those who say today means from now to the end of the day. And that's what he both stands for. Moses was trained by God as a fighter with every weapon available. And God trained him as a man from the mother's belly that destiny fought for. I want to say this to you all today that are here. Many of you, it is destiny that brought you to where you are now. God met you at the point of your need when you couldn't help yourself. Somebody like me, for example, 58 years ago, I was so sickly, my father told my mom, he's number four, we don't need him. If he refused to leave, don't bring him to the house, throw him away. My mother refused, my father harshly, it's one of the gifts I got from my father, harshness somebody gave me a name during the week grace and fire I like it if you are too quiet people match on your head if you have no grace you can never have future so it's good for you it depends on your behavior Uh, you you have seen my character beyond explanation I'm a man who doesn't hide my feelings. if I'm not well you can tell But the only way you can tell is that I preach more than I preached before. If I'm poor, you can tell because I dress very well. All these are contrary to what the world expected. A poor man is supposed to dress poorly. A rich man is supposed to show it by the way he presents himself. But God has so trained me. Now what troubled the world doesn't trouble me. God trained Moses as he trained me. Moses was born out of nothing that he did wrong. Few weeks before Moses was to be born, a new decree was promulgated. All male children, a boy in the town, should be killed. Well, we had a message from my lips a month ago. Because of the skill of the Jewish mother, we could not kill the child, but they were stronger than we. That's what the Bible recorded. It is not the strength of the Jewish woman. It was the grace of God that kept Moses from being killed. And as I said last time, to each one of us, Pharaoh puts knife in our hand. We either use it to peel orange, use it to dress things, use it to do good, or we use the knife to peel. At every given time, you have opportunity of having knife in your hand. If you use it well, the fruit will bring reward. If you use it badly, the fruit will bring evil. So, Moses was not killed. Same when my father told my mom to dump me in the garbage heap. She did. But I was told, I ran a.m., My mother told me personally. I went out in tears when I heard you cry from 8 in the evening. About 8 o'clock in the evening. The way women reckon time in those days was according to the weather. When the first and second cock crew, she knew it was about 4 o'clock, I have to work it out for her. When I asked her what time I was dumped, she told me, I, I brought it to about 8 o'clock. And so for the space of about 4 hours, 8 hours, I was dumped into garbage heap, given to die. But when my mother heard that I cried, she came and picked me and brought me inside. Then my father said, fine, now that this is your choice, you have to choose between this unwilling to leave child and my house. And my father sent her away. And then today, 58 years later, the stone that the builder rejected is a shape corner stone. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Moses that were thrown into water, I told you before. Pharaoh's daughter, who under normal circumstance, when she's going to have her bath, she go to the back of the house. back and the road is closed. But on this day, the road was close to the river because God knew if that woman did have her back in the river at that time, Moses would not survive. Many of you, God didn't tell the enemy you were coming. That's how you are still here. If the Lord had allowed the devil to know you were coming, he would have killed you before you were born. But think of you who sleep. One day we are traveling. And one of my children in the car said, I'm very tired. I've been sitting now for three hours. Immediately, that child said that this 9-11, the Caribo people, just came and passed us. They, they wrote no standing, and all of them were standing. <laughs> and they were dancing, singing choruses. So I said, that vehicle is coming from Onicha. The passengers are still dancing. You are inside the air condition, you are tired. You see how hard it is. How hard it is for human beings to really appreciate what God has done. The one who is standing there, then, immediately after that one passed, another pickup came with plantain loaded and four women used the thing as their back. Their backrest. Three of them we are discussing. One was fast asleep on top of plantain. I say, look at what God has done for this person. It is well with her soul. Each and every one of us, according to Roman, we are predestined. That you are here today is not because you want to be here. It is because while you were yet blood and water in your mother's womb, God said on the 25th of August, in the year that shall come to pass, 1996, you will be well and alive. Some of the things that kill many people have afflicted you, but God refused you to die. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh yes, I have had an opportunity that would have killed me many times. Three months before our wedding, I was coming to work. A taxi driver at Oliha market took my motorcycle and me from the road. I fell to the top of the taxi, I rolled down the other side and came to the bottom. He started to shout, ig bawa, ig bawa, ig bawa. I passed through that Morris minor, I came out at the other side. I said, Where's the person you killed? He said, walao, So the people at Oliha Market helped me to hold him, and I was helping him looking for whom he killed. He was knocking his hand to the taxi. Iw, It was yesterday they gave me the key. Now I've killed somebody today. What am I going to do? I said, where's the man you killed? He said, I can't find him. While he was knocking his hand to the bonnet, he caught his hand. And I began to help him treat it. I didn't know I lost four bones and broke my cap here. I was helping him. When the people finished, and I said, I'm the one, after the noise died down, they began to touch my head and touch their own. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Here am I, this is the leg. 29 years later, the leg is still as sung before the taxi hit it. No mark, no nothing. I went to hospital. One of the late doctors, Dr. 300O, helped me. And put a cast from there to here. It was 28 years ago. With the cast, I went to work after they discharged me to say I should go to take bed in hospital. I have never liked hospital because I started praying for the sick when I started preaching. And once you're in the hospital, they say, Miracle worker is lying down in the hospital. So I never liked it. I went home. I ordered it. We just started the ministry of forestry. Three weeks. And the devil wanted to kill me. A few days before my marriage, the devil wanted to kill me. 28 years later, I cannot be killed. God has kept me alive. Why am I telling you all that I'm telling you now? God is bringing you from a certain stage of your life to bring you to one other phase where you cannot have died, whether there's God or not. Many of you that are hearing me now, both on TV and physically here, have had reason to die, but God said you shouldn't die yet. Why? Moses said, Remember this day. Remember this day, which is the day ye came out from Egypt, out of the house of bondage. For by strength of hand the Lord brought you out from this place. There shall no living bread be eaten. This day came ye out. In the month of August. Abbey is the month of August. God brought you out this month. Why? And it shall be when the Lord shall bring thee into the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Hevites and the Jebusites, which he swore unto thy fathers to give thee a land flowing with milk and honey, that thou shalt keep this service in this month. God is saying, I am taking you out from the land of bondage and bringing you in To the land of abundance. When the Bible talks of land flowing with milk and honey. Brethren, listen. Milk does not come without beef. I hope somebody is hearing what I'm saying. Any milkable thing must have flesh in it. So God is saying, Beside the temporary one to feed you for light refreshment. There's a superfood waiting for you in the land you are going now. There, there cannot be milk without moisture. Or in agriculture, fruit. Or in other words, green vegetation. So God is not only taking you from a dry land of stones and rocks. He's taking you to a land flowing. When He say flow also, there must be a bank of river. Because if milk splits on the ground, and the ground is dry, the ground will swallow it. So when God said the land will be flowing with milk and honey, it also means that the ground itself is fertilized and is well watered. So where you are coming from is hard, but where you are going is good. I hope somebody is heard what I am saying. So Moses said, remember, God is taking you out to bring you in. Taking you from where? The land of not enough to the land that is more than enough. How many can believe that God can do that for them? Oh, I don't want you to be dummy this morning. I say, how many of you believe that God can do it for you? That God is going to take you out to put you in? Is anybody claiming that as a covenant for him or herself? Now, you better do because if you don't do, you are going to return back to Egypt. And when you go back to Egypt, your next stage in life would be worse than the stage where you are now. More so, God is telling Moses to tell you, as he's not telling me to tell you the way he told the Jews, when you leave Egypt, don't take Egypt with you. Characters. Behavior. Unrighteousness. Iniquity. Don't take it with you. From Egypt, you have idolatry. From Egypt, you have killing of animals. As a matter of fact, the history of beneath show that we are from Egypt. But that is the old Egypt. The new Egypt is where we come from now. The Egypt that is born again through the blood of Jesus Christ. The Egypt of sacrifice is no more our own. It is now the Egypt of the land of Jesus Christ. No, I bring you, I, I love that one. I bring you out I our from the land of not enough to the land that is more than enough. That's what God is telling you today. And God is, it doesn't matter how difficult that thing look like. It doesn't matter how seeming impossible that thing look like. There's a bringing out for a taking in. And that's you from now. But out of Egypt, from the land of bondage, did you hear that you are going to have a service? He says, seven days thou shalt eat on living bread. Somebody read that for me. Read that verse seven. Everybody read it. Everybody, not, someday. not some people. Everybody read it. All right? I'm going to make you do what I normally like people do. Stand to read it. When to go. Alright, stand, attention, point your hand to me, say, Ida I say point your hand, don't be afraid, point it, say, Ida God has guaranteed me, enough bread and feast, every seven days of the week, from today. Thank you, brother. Seven days a week, God guarantee you bread every day. He said, Not only bread, but you shall turn it to a feast. I hope you are hearing what I'm saying, my Reverend Ed. Seven days a week, not only that God will provide you enough bread, but around the clock. And you know what Jesus did in Matthew? He instituted it. When Jesus came, he said, give us this day bread for every day. You know, some of you speak English, but you don't know what he means. Give us this day our daily bread means the bread of today is sufficient for tomorrow and forever. That's what he means. Give us this day our daily bread. Why did he say our daily bread? So I will not beg for tomorrow. The few of you who went to school, you should be shouting by now. I say, give us this day our what bread? So what will happen tomorrow? Are you going to beg for bread? So if God gave you today the bread for daily for the rest of the year, when you pray tomorrow, what are you, how are you going to pray? Thank you for giving me my bread of today, yesterday. Somebody say, big amen. Hey, amen. that that's for you. That's what Jesus brought back. He said, not only that your father will give you bread, but he has given you bread yesterday for today and tomorrow. Why? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Everybody say hallelujah. Bread. He said it shall be bread and it shall be seven days. It shall be a feast to the Lord. On living bread shall be eaten seven days. And there shall <laughs> no living bread. Be eaten, be seen with thee. Neither shall there be living. Neither shall there be living seen with thee in all thy quarters. Well, let us not translate it to the common English. We are saying. I normally use it as a joking moroncy. Whenever I say it, when Jesus said, "Man shall not live by bread alone," it means two things. Number one, anytime you want to eat bread, put butter and sardine inside. God. There's a good news in the house today. From today, every bread God gives you, we put butter by the side. You can try my star. Buy a car and put it in the center. Take bread to cover it and match it. Oh, Lord. Try bread with akara tomorrow morning. Press it properly. Then cut the middle and the bread together. Oga mazola ila bayokosolo. Ola It's a good one. Good bread. How did Jesus prove that we are not supposed to eat bread alone? When he took the five loaves and the two fishes.
1: I hope somebody is hearing
0: what I'm saying. Actually, when you say, I'm eating pounded yam, there are more than, more, more than 10 items you are eating. You are eating what made the soup. It is okra soup. You think it's just okra you are eating? Is there no pepper in it? Is there no salt in it? Is there no onions in it? Is there magi cube? Okay, okay. All right. Sir. Is there no Maggi cube in it? Sometimes in the fish, is there no, is there no in the soup, is there no meat? I said there's meat. Sometimes there's fish. Sometimes there's mushroom. Sometimes there's crayfish. Sometimes there's boga fish. Then there's water. Then there's oil. But what soup are you eating? Of course sir. To have a balanced diet, you eat addition to what you are eating. For make. any food to be nutritious, it should be more than one. Balanced diet. And the Lord is asking me to tell you, your life shall have balanced diet from today. Please turn over this tip for the continuation of this message. I hope you are believing God for yourself. On your way out of Egypt, you are on your way to completeness of life. But listen to lesson number one. You must step out. Anyone who refused to get up from Egypt would die with Egyptians. And I want to say before we, to that, we get to that point, I was telling Mama this morning, 4.15 a.m., I said, Mama, not only that, people who refuse to leave Egypt die with Egypt. Even though who leave Egypt and don't believe in Canaan, they never get there. The Bible called them murmurage. You know why many of you are not on full-time ministry? You are not sure God will feed you. That's why many of you are still there. If I come now and live this way, God will feed me. I don't know before. How can God grant How i not But I'm glad to tell you, God can feed you. He said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. And his seed never begged for bread. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. So, first thing out of Egypt is a will to move forward. Sit down. Are you willing to move forward from now? Alright. <laughs> now hear this. We are getting to number two now. They determined to leave Egypt no matter how many gold and silver Pharaoh, somebody say Pharaoh. His horsemen, say horsemen. Chariots. Army. They are coming behind you. Not to offend you. Not to say well done. But to see whether Pharaoh said when you capture them, bring them back to make them slave. So that they will serve us and their children's children. That is the utmost purpose reason why Egypt is not easy to relinquish. It's a land of drawback. It's a land you must not go forward. But with your determination somebody say hallelujah. Even though Pharaoh's army is coming you must know that the man who told you let us come out of Egypt Heard from God. So number one, Determine to leave Egypt. Number two, Be willing to leave Egypt behind. Because Lot's wife, When she left To go to a new land, God told her, Don't look back. And the Bible says, She turned and looked back, And turned to a pillar of salt. You say sometimes, Why do bad things happen to good people? Find out whether good people have turned bad at a given time. Sometimes. Bad things do happen to good people. I know that. If not, Jesus should not be tempted. If not, the apostles should not be tempted. If not, I should not be tempted. Bad things do happen to good people. But it's not our lot. Evil is not our lot. I gave you a parable here some time ago. Even the dog know who's serving piece of bone. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Try it. When of this end of the year time, there was one goat given to us by some members of the church. That goat, so God used to me, immediately my car entered the compound. It would just come like any household. I will say, Cecilia, bring the food there. You put yam in this goat's mouth, or popo or any fruit. You hear the, the goat say, What's it, What's What's One day my wife said, If I see you here again, is that man? <laughs> Try your chicken when you get home. Hold corn and give to your chicken. Try your pushy cat. Put sardine in the plate and begin to rub the head. Try a very harsh dog. Give him bone. And flesh. you go keep quiet. But when it comes to your case and my case. We who have left Egypt. Must leave Egypt behind. And know that on our way out of Egypt. There are the Jebusites. There are the Hittites. There are the Uggs. There are the Philippines
1: on your way
0: to promised land are many circumstances. Only determination will take you there. No righteousness stops you from being offended. You say I'm a very holy man, so I'm not offended. It's a lie. The holier you are, the more harsh you become. All right. Now listen. The enemy must pursue you you will see the red sea in the front number three you must have a leader before you leave Egypt I'm not sure you are hearing me everyone look at me now write it and look at me put it there I must have a leader before I leave Egypt everybody talk because you don't want a leader say I I need a leader to take me out of Egypt everybody say I need a leader to take me out of Egypt. And take me to the promised land. Very, very, very important. If there's not a Moses, you don't look at, you don't know what time says. Moses is the one that tells you your slavery days are over. It's time for freedom. Moses is the one that tells you your days of bondage has finished. It's now the time of freedom. How many can say amen? Each one of us needs a Moses. Why do we need Moses? choir? If we don't hear from you, what shall we do? We must hear from the Lord. Just as you need Moses, that is how number four, Moses needs God. I know you are hearing me. If Moses doesn't hear from God, Pharaoh's army will overtake you. Pharaoh's army, everybody hear this, is always three times the size of you. Manpower, six million troops. Horses and charges, six million. Weapons, six million. Israel, zero. Israel, I left the the land of bondage empty handed, but with a weapon that is not visible. For our weapons of warfare are not cannon, but they are mighty. Number four, your Moses needs God. Why do you need Moses? So that Moses will tell you when to get out and where to go. Many of you, I hope this will help you ordain ministers. I hope this will help you attend weaknesses as far as attending services is concerned. Because redundancy is the first step to slumber. Slumber is the next step to backsliding. And backsliding is death. Some of you are Sunday, Sunday that are up in. I've not seen you for a long time. I was there last Sunday. One day rapture will take place. You were there last Sunday. What is why are you not here? I've been pursuing my money. Oh, oh. Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes. I've been... My business. You see, Papa, I need prayer. Pray for oh, Papa, I need prayer. Yeah. There is no debt you can draw that God cannot draw more. There is nothing you can help yourself do that God cannot do better than you can. If you go to church, Monday morning, Monday evening activity, Tuesday morning, Tuesday... Somebody once asked me, he said, what day does the church go and break? as say, when Jesus comes. How many can say amen for that? A sleeping church is a dying church. A church that is not busy cannot be stopped from dying. Dickens, where do we go from here? Ushers, where do we go from here? We have left Egypt, Well, where are we going? Deacons, where are we going? Ushers, where are we going? Members of the choir, where are we going? Ordained minister, where are we going? Congregation, where are you going? Every child of God, as you live in where are you going? We are going to land the promise. And we are going to learn flowing with milk. Somebody shout hallelujah. You need a Moses? Moses needs God. Why do you need Moses? Moses will tell you what to do. Why does Moses need God? God will tell Moses what to do. Number five. Exodus chapter 14. Listen to this as they left Egypt. The Bible said they pursued them in verse 3. The Bible said they said they will be entangled. Verse 4, God said I will be honored. Number 5, the Bible said they told the king they have left. Number 6, he made ready his chariots and took his people. This is chapter 14 of Exodus. Number seven, he took 600 chosen chariots on and on. Number eight, God had in his heart, he pursued after them. Number nine, the Egyptian pursued after them. The Egyptians pursued after them. Egypt does not let you go, but you must leave Egypt alone. So what shall we say of Egypt, therefore, Egypt is a pursuer, a drawback. You see some thinking, I have not seen you in the church for the last three weeks. I traveled. They came back, I traveled. I came back, traveled. What has happened to you yesterday, overtaken by events? Circumstances beyond my control, my business, my family, Uh uh-huh. Church member, where were you throughout the whole week? Hmm. If you know how the enemy pursued me. I know brother, I didn't see you on Friday. My cousin, cousin, cousin died. So I went to my, the funeral of my cousin. And when I was coming from that one, I heard that another one died. So I stopped before I came, church closed. Okay, this week, nobody will die in your family. I'm not sure you heard what I said. I said, this will be the first week nobody will die in your family. Safe and secure. Church of God, Mission Dickens, stand to your feet. We've left Egypt. I say we have left Egypt. We have not only left Egypt, we are on our way to where? Promised land. Land with what? Flowing with milk and honey. Somebody shout, hallelujah. That's my expectation for you. God is taking you from dry land to a better land. And not only that we are going, we are going as as a we. W-E-E. What does that mean in English? U-S. What does that mean in English? We are on our way. I say we are on our way. We are not of them that draw back. We are not of them that draw back. The future and the destiny of Church of God Mission depends on you. You have left Egypt. You will not go back to Egypt. Osha, stand up. You left Egypt. Osha, you have left Egypt. You are not going back to Egypt. Yes or no? I say you are not going back to Egypt. Yes or no? You are on your way to Promised Land. Yes or no? congregation stand up have you left Egypt are you taking Egypt with you are you going to die in Egypt are you going to go back and meet father no everybody say no going forward forever turning backward never remain standing let me give you number 5 and 6. Verse 9. Egyptian pursuit. Carry your Bible. Number 10. Hear this covenant for you. When Pharaoh drew nigh, The children of God lifted up their eyes. Who do we look up to? Come back. Come back. Come back. Quick. I shall bring them back. Where do we look up to when Pharaoh pursue us? Up. Everybody look up. Say, I'm looking up. Say, that's where my strength is. Upward winds. New heights. I'm gaining every day. Somebody shout hallelujah. Upward. The closer Pharaoh is, the higher you look. For David said, from whence cometh my help? My help is from the Lord that made the heaven and the earth. Somebody say big hallelujah. hallelujah. That's where your help is coming from. And listen to this. Pharaoh drew nine. Number 11 says, the people wept and said, why are we going forward instead of dying in Egypt? Number 12, they still complained. We wanted to die in Egypt, leave us alone. Number 13, Moses said. Moses said. Moses said. Moses said. Moses said. Moses said. 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 Number 13, Moses said. If you have no leader who is not afraid, I never heard Jesus say to anybody, Sorry, I heard what happened. Never. His own is always, Be of good comfort. I've overcome the world already. Egypt at the back. Say with me, Egypt at the back. Say with me, I'm not turning back. Deacons, elders, ushers, congregation, we are not going back to Egypt. Redeemed voices, we are not going back to Egypt. Did anybody hear what I'm saying? Are you going back to Egypt? How many of you are not going back to Egypt? Say, I'm not going back to Egypt. Hallelujah. Some of you backslide. You are in the choir. And I can look at you face to face. You say, I didn't backslide. I, I just I just decide to do what God told me to do God never tell you to do what you want to do any child of God that said God you should sit down when church is going on is telling lies. any Christian you know how to how to know what God says the time you took the decision you better hear me Lord put it down how to know what God says put it down is What situation and condition was the state of your mind when you took the decision? Any decision you took when you were angry is not the voice of God. Somebody better hear me this morning. And 90% of your decisions are taken in anger. How many of you know that God is the author of peace? Do you know that? How many of you know that God can never, never, never tell you not to sing, or not to pray, or not to teach in Sunday school? There are many of you who were Sunday school teachers. There are many of you who were singers in the choir. You told your head with a knot inside. You can no more sing. It's not God who said so. There are many of you that were in the praise team. Somebody offended you. And you decided... I and this person, we are not going to sing together again in the name of Jesus. One of the two of you is going to hell and one is going to heaven. When was your decision taken? What led to it? After you took it, reason number two, how to know? Did God come and say, congratulations, I am so happy you are no more doing what you were doing before. I hope you are gaining from what I'm saying. If you didn't receive congratulation from God, there's damnation coming from God. And what did the Bible say? Put up every bitterness, put it off. Let it not once again be named among you as becoming saints. That's what the Bible says. And you say, eh, but I told my pastor. I told my I told him, How can I? Never, 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 no, no, no. This is not Egypt God said you should not go back to. The one you are saying now is actually Egypt. Where you are now is Egypt. you just gone back to Egypt. Somebody who used to come to a morning prayer five days a week, he now comes once in a month. He said, the Lord told me I should not open my eye in the morning. You think that is from God? Holy in the morning. My song shall write today. of a leader stand still and see the salvation which he God will show to you when for the Egyptians for the Egyptians the circumstances the trials which you see today the tears which you see today the grief which you see today the lack of fun which you see today you shall see them no more forever somebody shout a big hallelujah you shall see them no more forever you shall see them no again, no more, forever. Why? Affliction shall never come back a second time. The Lord shall fight for you. <laughs> and you shall hold your peace. Close your hands and say, have peace in my hand. I will not let it go. Number three, how to know the decision you took? Who you talk to first? Write it down. Open your hand. Write it down. Whom did you talk to first? After you took your decision. Who was he in the church? An inspirer or a coteauer? Who is your counselor? Who is your advisor? Who is your advisor? Who was the first person you spoke to when you took your wrong decision? How righteous and how persuasive was that person? Is he a person that is also offended? Who said, I thank God I'm not alone. Two of us are koto. We are walking on the same path. When was the last time you attended morning prayer? When was the last time you came to a Friday service? When? When? Dickens, this week you have seen that beneath a place of morning prayer and evening service every day. You go and break your study. You come back to here. When was the last time you were morning prayer? Elders. Dickens, Dicknesses. Oh, yes. The day you were asked to preach, you came. You stood here. Yes. 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 Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not commit fornication. Thou shalt not drink. Thou shalt not smoke. Praise the Lord. Amen. Until they tell you to come and preach next time. What? The strength of your growth depends on your leader. If the person you are taking counsel from is weaker than you, you're on your way down. Out of Egypt. Who is your friend? of Egypt who taught you how to pray now that you are out of Egypt who are you keeping company with very important can you imagine the day that Jesus told Peter get you behind me Satan if you went, a husband that tells the wife to sit down from church activity is not a Christian a wife that tells the husband I thought you went yesterday are you going again today had not found Christ. Therefore, every husband should wake the wife up. God didn't bless any of you. So you can backslide. He didn't give you status. So you can become statue. On your way out of Egypt. Where do you go from here? Verse 15. Look at your Bible quickly. The part of God on your way from Egypt. Say that to your neighbor. God's part. Say it loud. God's path On my way from Egypt. Verse 15. And the Lord said unto Moses, Why are you crying to me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go where? Forward. Deacon, where are you going from here? Osha, where are you going from here? Congregation, where are you going from here? Forward. Everybody, where are you going from here? Children of God, where are you going from here? How many of you want to go forward from now? Open your mouth and say hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To connect with us on social media, visit us at CGMI Global on Facebook and Instagram.